a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. Is it sunny outside? Do you know? Did you, did you look out there? I don't think it's too sunny. Right. We need sunshine in here. Boy, I tell you, this is where I always say, hey, it's sunshine in here. Man, give us sunshine in here. Uh, Forecast calls for a sunny day, a high around 50. Right now, 38 degrees, warming up a little bit. 38, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 35 at the Highlands. 34 uh, in Elm Grove. What do you have here? 34? I have, uh, no, we're, we're moving on up. 36. 36 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. I have not yet had to... Rip apart my Mike Florio book. Mike's coming in in about 10 minutes or so to talk to us about this new book that he's written on our way home, a Christmas novel. And uh, my fear is that if we don't get some heat in here pretty soon, we're, we're going to have to start our own fire, and I'm going I'm to have to throw the kindling on the fire. I tried to whistle with you and Roger, and it was so cold, I, could, I, I just couldn't get anything to come out. Yeah, I, I, I understand how... I understand how that goes. Uh, let's see. It is sunny in Tridelphia. That is what I'm getting. Sunny and 35 degrees in Triadelphia, according to Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600. Um, Denny Magruder, what'd you think? I thought uh, no beating around the bush. And I, I don't, I'm not saying that he did back in June, but, you know, he was... I thought he got right to the point. Again, you know, I, to me, I know exactly where he stands on everything that we talked about today. You know, Danny is, as I said to him, um, he is a nice guy. And he doesn't want to say too many bad things about too many people. I'm sure that if there was somebody he despised, he would say that. Uh, you know, he said that, you know, both of his opponents, Rosemary Ketchum and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Chad Thalman, are, are good guys. And neither one is going to destroy the city. Um, and I think he he's, he wants to try to be positively negative. Does that make sense? He wants to be positive, but he, I could sense he has some things that are not he's not happy with. Yeah, and I, I number one thing I thought was communication. And and uh, you and I we talk about it all the time. No matter what you're doing in life, if if, if you have poor communication, uh, you you got problems. I mean, I, I and I don't really have a lot of problems with that because I let everybody know exactly how I feel. And has it, has it caused me problems before? Yes, it has. But I believe in that. I don't believe in beating around the bush. Uh, here it is. Well, it's going to be an interesting race, I think. Um, Denny had unofficially announced, like, what's about six months ago, something like that. He said back in July, I guess, somewhere around there. Uh, and he was with us, and, and, and he talked about some of these things. But I, I, then he kind of went silent. And I get his point. Maybe it was too soon to really get into things. But I, I thought he was just at the beach or something. You know, that was June. <laughs> hell, Denny's at the beach. Denny's gone to the beach. But I think uh, at this stage of the game, between the three of the candidates, and I still believe there are going to be others. I don't know who. I still think somebody else, maybe a couple of others, will get into the race. And um, if that's the case, uh, it's going to be an interesting. It is going to be an interesting race just with the three of them. Um, we were talking about it here. Some of the political people around here were talking about it yesterday. How is this going to divide up? You know, who's going to what? What parts of the city? I don't mean geographical, but you know, demographical parts of the city will will Denny represent? Will Chad represent? Will Rosemary represent? Who's going to get the voters out? It's going it's to be an interesting race. It, it is. And, Howard, I don't vote every election like you. 
uh, but but I try to. I mean, I I, I try to, especially when there's some a candidate that, that I want to support. Mm-hmm. Rarely, you could count on one hand how many times that I would say that I I support a candidate. And what I mean by that, maybe I had the terminology wrong. That would be where I encourage my family and my friends to listen to me and to vote for that person. Uh, you know, to make an effort. I haven't put too many signs in my yard. Uh, you know, my vote is my vote, and I try to keep it to myself. But I will support Denny Magruder, and people in my neighborhood will get tired of me uh, bringing Denny up. And, my, and I will encourage all my family and all my friends to get out there and to vote for him because I think he uh, will be a great mayor. Free us, <laughs> Stack auction service text line. Since we're since we're cold, maybe the homeless people will give you one of their blankets. <laughs> They're probably warmer uh, than we are yeah. right now. Um, is Chad Thalman another this different text? Is Chad Thalman capable? Yes. Uh, is he the most capable? That's the decision voters have to make. Is Chad? Yes, he's capable. Do you really need a mayor with a city manager? Yes, absolutely. I, this is the biggest problem I think people have in the city is misunderstanding how our government is run. We do not have, we the voters voted in 1992 on this. We chose our form of government. We have a city manager council form of government. The city council with the elected mayor sets policy, but the city manager runs the city. And in a city the size of Wheeling, you do not want an an elected official, unless they have background in this, you don't want them running the city. You need someone like a Bob Heron who knows how to play I shouldn't say play, but who knows how to work with the finances, to work with bonding, to work with all of the different things you have to work with to pull things together. Uh, do you really need a mayor with a city manager? Absolutely you do. And, and that was a, such a great question that you asked him, and he paused a little bit, and I, I was listening really, really close because I wanted to hear if he did support uh, our city manager, Bob Heron. And, he, and he, again, he made it perfectly clear there. Howard, we've been hearing this rumor that some people want to force Bob Heron out. And, and if that is the truth, then say it. I mean, don't hide behind it and wait till you get in there like a weasel and do something like that. But if you truly believe that a change needs to be made with the city manager, I don't agree with you, but say it. I agree. All right, 917 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Mike Florio's coming up. He's already waiting probably for a phone call. Mike is a NBC sportscaster, um, creator of and a host of sports, uh, profootballsports.com. And he's written a new book about Christmas time. He's a Wheeling native, Central graduate, and he's up with us next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. Weekends are made for sports. And Saturday mornings are all sports here on the Watchdog. West Virginia football scoreboard. Ohio Sports Magazine. The good old boys on sports. With Bear and Bob at 8 with your calls. And complete coverage of the NFL, college, and local high school action on the Paul Harris Law Office Sports Huddle from 9 to noon. Saturday morning sports. 
from the Ohio Valley's leader in live and local sports coverage. The Watchdog. The Watchdog. Since 1987, Liberty Distributors has been one of the state's leading suppliers of quality commercial print paper, janitorial supplies, custom packaging, and shipping materials. Liberty has made customer focus and care the first rule of business. We also focus on being environmentally conscious by offering a complete and certified line of green products. Visit LibertyDistributors.com for a full view of our product catalog now with our 20,000 products, training videos, and more. Liberty Distributors, serving the entire Ohio Valley for 30 years. We're jingling your bells all holiday long. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. FM 98.1 and 97.7. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Tall pines are humming. Christmas times are coming. Can't you hear them bells ringing, ringing? Joy, joy, hear them singing. When it's snowing, I'll be going back to my country home. I just realized this is a Thursday, this is a double theme music for bumper music this morning. Every Thursday is country bumper music. And of course we're right now in the holiday season, so all of our bumpers are Christmas bumpers. So this is Christmas holiday bumper music. Very good, Howard. Yeah, very good, my friend. 9-20-20 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 38 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. And uh, 35 at the Highlands, 34. Four in Elm Grove, 36 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Mike Florio is with us. He was with us a handful of months ago with a new book he had out at that time. You probably know him not as an author particularly, but as an NBC sportscaster, uh, profootballtalk.com, um, and also I should mention a Wheeling native and a Central graduate as well. Mike, good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. It's great to be back with you, and I'm stunned by that Johnny Cash song. There are so many Johnny Cash songs that I've never heard. The guy <laughs> has recorded everything, and it's amazing because I thought I'd heard everything Johnny Cash. Every time I think I've heard everything Johnny Cash has ever done, I hear something that I've never heard before. So now I got to find that one and add it to the Christmas playlist. Here comes something new out of out of there. Yeah, it just struck me because we always do country music on Thursdays, and then and so there's always a Johnny Cash song of some kind in our country bumpers. And then we're doing holiday music, so a country bumper Christmas Johnny Cash <laughs> bumper for us this morning. It was a new song to me, for that matter, as well. Hey, Mike, I promised you, and I promised every. I wasn't going to ask you any sports questions except my executive producer Bob Slider is the big sports guy, and he has just been so grumpy lately about the Steelers. What do you think about the Steelers? Well, I mean, I think the Steelers have the ability to get it together and hold their spot and get to the playoffs, and I spoke to Cam Hayward, who's the heart and soul of that, that defense, at least on the defensive line. T.J. Watts, the best player on the defense by far. But after they beat the Bengals on Sunday, I asked Hayward about the change in offense and the push toward the running game, and he said this is a recipe that can work in January if they get there. Defense and running game, especially if you're playing in the elements, the wind, the cold, the snow, the whatever, if you can play defense and if you can run the ball, and you've got two guys in Najee Harris and Jalen Warren who can run the ball, the Steelers could be a tough team to beat in January. But, but I'll say this, if they're going to have any chance to get to the Super Bowl, at some point along the way, quarterback's got to make a big throw in a big spot. Whatever it is, third down to hold possession and hold the lead or fourth down to keep a drive going where you're trying to take the lead, whatever the case may be, we see it every year. 
the Super Bowl win is ultimately fueled by a quarterback who makes one or more big throws in big spots, and I think that's the big question mark. Can Kenny Pickett be counted on when the season's on the line to deliver? You can't just run on third and ten when the season's on the line. You've got to be able to throw. My uh, producer, again, he's, he, he's, he wants to be quiet now. Usually he's very vociferous, so I don't, I don't want to talk. I, I won't ask him any questions. But uh, he's a, he has been really railing against Kenny Pickett the last week or so. Well, I think that that's natural, and I think it's predictable. When Matt Canada, the offense coordinator who was fired 10 days ago, had been such a focal point, it causes people to start looking elsewhere for what's the problem here. And when you look at Kenny Pickett, what does he do that makes you say, wow, there's really nothing he does that stands out. He's just good enough to be an NFL starter, and that's not good enough to lead a team to a Super Bowl. So Mm -hmm. the Steelers typically don't give up on players quickly. They hate giving up on coaches. It was the first time they made an in-season significant change since 1941 when they fired Matt Canada. It'll be interesting to see after this year if they would be willing to consider giving up on Kenny Pickett and moving on to some other option that's out there. Well, Bob's uh, going thumbs up. So, you're sa- Bob, you're satisfied with that? You, yes, because that was the problem, Mike. It, you know, they usually – it takes them a couple years to, 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 to realize this isn't going to work. But you, you've encouraged me. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I didn't want to do a lot of football talk, but Bob's had – this has been niggling at him all the week or so, and I felt, well, maybe you could give some advice to it, Mike. So I, I appreciate that. Do you want to talk about your uh, – your new book, uh, which is a really interesting book, you describe it as, and it is a a, a uh, where um, a wonderful life meets a Christmas Carol, which I thought to myself when I read that, man, you're kind of going for the benches there, aren't you? I mean, for the fences when you when you pick those two classics to try and compare to. Well, hey, look, I got a book to sell. What am I going to say? <laughs> what do you expect me to say? Exactly. It yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a really poor Hardy Boys book or something. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, exactly. But, but here's the reality, Howard. This was an idea that had been rattling around inside my relaxed brain for 15 years or so. Once I started writing fiction during the pandemic and realized I had the capacity to do it, the ability to generate it quickly, that it is a welcome balance to what I do every day, writing about the NFL and what I write every day, and I probably told you this when I was on before, by the next day, it's irrelevant. What I write tomorrow by the next day is irrelevant. I wanted to start writing things that would have, you know, slightly longer than banana shelf life. <laughs> so, so I had this idea, and every December, it would come back to me. And I'd think about it at time to time during the month of December, and then once the holidays come and go, you forget about it. So, it all lined up. Two years ago, I started to have these thoughts again about this idea that had been in my head for 10 or 15 years, and I popped the laptop open, went down to my barn, and started writing it. And by January 1, it was done. And last year, I posted it on my website, profootballtalk.com. It's kind of like an advent calendar thing. Every day, we posted a new chapter. I was just curious to see what the feedback would be, and people really liked it. And I heard some things, up to and including Someone who has been suffering from PTSD for decades, who feels nothing, that's one of the byproducts of this person's specific brand of post-traumatic stress disorder, is capable of feeling no emotion, read my book, got to the end, felt emotion for the first time in decades. Oh, wow. And I, I said to my wife, then, no matter what else happens with this thing, that's worth it. Not, not that I set out to help anybody cure their longstanding problems, even though it existed, but that's the way that something like this can reach someone, can touch someone, can affect someone. And look, whether it's good or not isn't up to me. Obviously, I'm going to say I think it is. 
But I think it's a sufficiently unique idea in an in a you know genre that's pretty much packed like where else can you fit a new christmas story that's different from something we've already heard and it's really not a christmas story per se it's just set at christmas time but i've always loved a christmas carol i read it every year in december it's a short like 33,000 word book mm-hmm. and i've always loved it's a wonderful life i watch it every year at christmas time and i really do think this kind of goes right down the middle kind of splits the middle between the two and it's something new, and it's something different, and I think that if people give it a chance, they'll enjoy it. And, you know, some people are like, boy, this is kind of dark, and this is kind of gloomy. It's like, well, so are those stories, too, when you think about it. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, you know, George Bailey's considering jumping off a bridge, for crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> these aren't happy, you know, Frosty the Snowman-type stories, although, you know, he melted, too, so it's not like that was all fun and games. But, but my point is, to get the payoff, you got to go through some stuff. And the main character in On Our Way Home goes through a lot of stuff before we get to the payoff. I want to ask you about the creation of this, and then I want to ask you about the story. But first of all, last time we talked, when you were uh, you had your, your your first book out, which was the um, uh, basically I think my father help me with the name of the father book. of mine father of mine uh, good novel. Uh, based on your own life memories from being here in Wheeling among the worlds of the bookies, a uh, lot of fun to read. This is a very different kind of thing. What motivated? So I know what motivated that book. That was partly your 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 life and the things you remembered. What motivated this? What what what? Where did these ideas come from? You know, it the, the basic core of it was, and my parents have both been gone for more than twenty years. My dad died in nineteen ninety eight. My mom died in nineteen ninety five. And I think I started having the idea that became this book just from kind of like the what if and i don't want to spoil much of it and this isn't much of a spoiler because the story is so much more than this but what if you bumped into your parents somewhere and you didn't realize it was them as they would be now Mm. like if if they came back and they would be the people they would be if they were still alive because my mom was only 61 when she died my dad was in his mid-70s like there was a period of time that i felt you know, like I'd been robbed of having them grow old. And I'm sorry, you know, I get a little, you know, you get a little, it's, it's hard. I understand it. And what happens if they would just show up one day? Yeah. At the age they would be if they were still alive. Would I know who they are? Would I realize that's who they are? And that's kind of what happens in this story. The main character starts running into the ghost of his father, not realizing that's who it is at the age he would have been at if he hadn't died 20-plus years earlier. That was the little kernel. That was the thread. That was the first thread that I started pulling. And when I sat down to write it, and and I go through this experience all the time, and I don't know if this is good or bad. I've got eight of these manuscripts floating around now that I'm in the process of figuring out what the hell I'm going to do with all of them. (laughs) But I just start pulling the thread, and I let it take me wherever it takes me. And that, to me, is the most rewarding part of it because I have no idea where it's going to take me. And it usually takes me to a place where at the end of the day it all makes sense, if that makes any sense. And this, the way it goes start to finish, the way it plays out, the way the story unfolds, the payoff at the end, I think it works. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I believe in it. I, I'm not trying to make any money off of it. Every penny I make off of this is going to our local Humane Society of Harrison County. I just want people to have access to it. I want people to read it. I want people to enjoy it. And I wanted to make a difference for them in the holiday season. The holiday season is tough for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, and I, there's a lot of broken relationships that I think get highlighted during the holidays. 
And if it inspires people to maybe fix a relationship that needs to be fixed, a family relationship. And also, Howard, this is the other big point. If you've had a broken relationship that it's too late to fix it, you need to come to terms with it. You need to forgive yourself for whatever it is you're carrying around. You need to put that bag down and move on with your life. And I think that's part of what I didn't intend it. Like, I didn't, it's not, I, I wish I could say, boy, I really sat down to write a book that would have these messages that would be positive and try to uplift people who are really down at the holidays. I didn't mean it. It's just when it ended and I went back and looked at it, it's like, and then I got the feedback I got last year. It's like, you know, this kind of could help people who are going through a rough month of December because there are a lot of people who, who struggle through the holiday season because of broken relationships, especially relationships that can never be repaired. So you, as a writer, you start out with a, I don't know, a character, a premise, some basic ideas. You write this. Then at the end, you go, huh, how about that? Yes. Uh, Howard, I, I, I'll go through this experience on a regular basis. I'm working on a book now when I can find time. And during football season, it's difficult. Tuesday night, I take a couple of hours. Friday night, I take a couple of hours. Once I get to my hotel in Connecticut in advance of what we do on Sunday at NBC, I take a couple of hours. And I'll go back and read stuff I've written, and I was like, I wonder, when, did, when, did, when did that happen? And, 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 you know, I tell my wife that story, and she's alarmed. She's like, maybe there's something wrong with you. It's like, well, yes, there is. We don't have enough time to deal with all that. But I, like, I don't remember it. It's, you, you slip into a zone. You slip into a trance almost. And I feel at times, and this is when I enjoy the process the most, the story is writing itself. And I'm just sitting there watching it happen. Yeah. And some of the best stuff I've written, when I go back and read it, it's like, holy crap, this is good. I have no recollection of ever writing it. <laughs> I like that. Mike, when I watch you with uh, Chris Sims, where, where are you broadcasting from? Well, most of the time I am in the, in the attic above my garage. We've got a, a room up there that once we moved into this house, NBC sent a crew down and they put a studio in there and... It's not much to look at from the inside. There's soundproofing all over the ceiling, and it's just, but, but you know, it's set up so it, it looks like a professional shot. That's where I am Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. On Mondays in season, we're in the same studio where we do Football Night in America. We're just in a different area than the big main desk. But uh, yeah, when, when I'm not in New York slash Connecticut, I'm, I'm uh, above my garage, and uh, I'm there for two hours every morning. And uh, we do it, you know, five days a week, except during season when I'm when I'm up there for the Monday shows. Mike, when you uh, were promoting Father of Mine last time you were here with us, um, you had talked about maybe considering a sequel to that. Are you working on that or thinking about that? Yeah, no, it's it's already done, but I'm rewriting it. That's one thing that I'm learning about this process. For me, first draft, set it aside for five, six, seven months, a year, whatever go back and, re and just rewrite the whole damn thing. Not, not from scratch. Right. The story's still there. But, you know, it's one thing to get the story out. It's another thing to get the story right. And the one thing I'm doing with the sequel, it's what I ultimately did when I rewrote Father of Mine. Father of Mine initially was written in the third-person narrative perspective, and I had the idea from some other book I'd read, I think The Lincoln Highway, you know what, I am going to do this as the first-person narration of the major characters and piece the story together through their eyes. So I had already done the sequel, third person. I've got to go back and do the same thing to the sequel that I did with, uh, with Father of Mine. So I was in the process of, 
of working on that. And to make a long story bearable, I've got a, a manuscript currently that's about the NFL and about gambling and about all the things that could happen if players get involved too deep with the mob in the gambling realm. And we submitted that to a bunch of publishers, and a couple major publishers are very interested, but there was one storyline that they wanted me to swap out for something else, so I, I had to abandon the sequel to Father of Mine to go back and basically rewrite a third of this other book because I feel like we got we got a fish on the line and we're just trying to reel it into the boat. You know, I, I suppose the general audience doesn't care as much as I do about technique and how you do all this stuff, but, man, how you juggle all of the things you do and find time to clearly devote a lot of effort and thought to your writing is, I, I don't know, I guess that's a great skill to be able to, to do that, to isolate yourself and say, I'm going to sit down and write the book for these two hours. I've always been intrigued by people like Stephen King, who can be very prolific, and it was one of those things like, you know, I'd like to write at some point, I'd like to write something that has more more heft and more longevity than the stuff I write every day. And they talk about the whole 10,000-hour thing, the Malcolm Gladwell Outliers book, right. the, the amount of time you've got to put into something to perfect it. And I don't have 10,000 hours to put into writing fiction, <laughs> but I've got 23 years of writing. And even more than that, when you consider that most of what you do when you practice law is sit behind a desk and write. And I have learned how to write fast. It may not be great, but I can crank it out fast. And I never have writer's block. When I have my two-hour window, I don't sit there for the first 45 minutes and think, gee, well, you know, when am I going to get started? It's like I have two hours to do this. I've got to get the most I can out of these two hours. Let's go. And, you know, if there's something that needs to be cleaned up later, I'll clean it up later. But I'm squeezing every second I can out of it. And it's just a, it's just a mindset that I've developed over time. And it took a while where – and I don't know if you've watched the show The Bear on FX, which is just an excellent, I, yes, excellent program. it is a good show, yes. Every second counts. That's – you know, you get to a point where you understand if you're going to get the most out of the time you have on this earth, the things you want to do, the things you hope to do, you can't just sit around and twiddle your thumbs. Every second counts. And I've got that sign under the clock down in my barn. I've got that magnet on the refrigerator in my barn. And it's just a reminder, every second counts in everything that we do to get the most out of whatever we have, whatever we're trying to do. And I try to live that every day. Book is on our way home. It's a holiday book, uh, which is good for the season. It's also a great gift idea. You can pick, up, pick it up at Amazon.com, uh, I suppose in bookstores elsewhere as well. Mike, this it's is only on Amazon.com. Let me just make this. Let me let me complete the pitch because I have to add this part. It's only sure. $3.99 for the ebook, which is ridiculous. Like, like what the hell was I thinking? $3.99. <laughs> and it's $9.99 for the print edition. So, like, you know, if you got people you got to buy gifts for, you don't know what the hell to get them. This is perfect. It's perfect. It's $9.99. And, you know, it's like, you know, two, three full days of reading. I don't know. It's 260 pages. I don't know how quickly people read, but it, it's, they'll like it. I'll vouch for that. They'll like it. Take my word for it. It's not like a refund's available. But it's an easy way. Like, I, I hate going through that whole thing, Howard, of what am I going to get somebody for Christmas? What am I going to get? And I know it's the thought that counts, but it's a hell of a lot easier if you don't have to think about it. Well, Let me just get a stack of these books and distribute them to my friends and family. <laughs> that's a, you're a good salesman, among other things. But actually, that's a great idea. And I like there's a local connection here wheeling native you know folks know you from tv and so on uh it's a christmasy book so i mean it's a it is a i'm always looking for things that have those kind of connections 
when I give gifts. So this this would 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 work well. Mike, and Sean Duffy will be upset with me if I don't mention I'm coming back on the 15th of December at one o'clock to talk about the book. And this time I'm going to bring a whole box of them. In the event people want to buy some, we'll we'll sign them and and give them out to whoever whoever wants them. Hopefully I'll have enough this time. But. Uh, December 15, 1 o'clock, back at the library. I had such a great time the last time, and I love coming up to Wheeling whenever I can anyway, but especially during the holidays, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I didn't I w- didn't forget. I was going to mention that at the end. I just want to say this seems to be a more substantial book than Father of Mine. Substantial? I don't know. I mean, it's shorter. I don't know. It's got less words in it. <laughs> it's about 68,000 words, but it's, it's, it's deeper from the standpoint of the messaging, the themes, it's got some it's got some spiritual stuff to it. It's got some, you know, what happens to us when we die because even though I have 12 years of Catholic school and you kind of get that all hammered into your brain as you're growing up and you just accept that this is what is do we really nobody no I mean I look I don't want to say anything that would get me in trouble with the clergy or, you know, get me <laughs> excommunicated from the church, but let's be realistic about it. We think we know. There's no one who knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen when it's over. And there's all sorts of different theories and ideas and possibilities, so this book posits a theory, a hypothesis, just a, you know, a way that things work once you're dead that I, no one can disprove it, just like no one can disprove or prove any of the other stories or theories that are out there about what happens once we're gone. On Our Way Home by Mike Florio. Uh, buy a case and hand them out to your friends and neighbors for uh, <laughs> for Christmas. Uh, check him out at December 15th at the Ohio County Library. Listen, if you're in town and get here early, stop by the radio station. Well, see, the problem is i got to do my show, and then ah. i got to jump in the car and drive up there. I'd love to do it, but... But I can't get there before twelve o'clock. Oh well, one of these days. One of the. I'm sorry. I am home sleeping. Well, I might be. I might come to your your event. When they cancel my show, when they inevitably <laughs> fire me, we don't want that. And then I'll be up there. All right. All hey, right. Mike. It's always good talking. I like to do it again as time goes by. Certainly, whenever you get a new book out or if something strikes your fancy, we're always love happy to talk to you because you're a pretty good guy and a good guest. I appreciate it very much. Well, I appreciate it anytime. Uh, yeah, you got you, you got my contact info, and and the next time I have a book, I'll definitely make sure I pester you with it. All right. Sounds good. Mike, thanks right. for joining us today. I very really much Howard. appreciate it. Have a good day. Mike Florio, uh, NBC sportscaster, profootballtalk.com, creator, host. Um, I got to admit something. Yeah. Very impressed, and I'm very embarrassed. Why? I watch him every night. I had no idea that's who the interview was yeah. with. Yeah. Until we got rolling, and I thought, now I know who that is. When he said NBC, he does a show with... PFT. <laughs> and I watch him just about every evening yeah. because you know the good old boys. We 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 we, we believe in ourselves, but I always want to know like what little, little, yes. little, little, little thoughts about other. I people watch him every night, and I had no idea. Way to go, Howard! That was really cool. He is a and he's a good guy. I mean, and and you know, he's I, from Caddis. He broadcasts <laughs> from Caddis. I wonder if people know that. No, no, not not not, not that Harrison County. West Harrison County in West Virginia. Wow. Okay. So well, is, that, is that Bridgeport? I think, but yeah. He's, okay. So he's down. Uh, he's he's a West Virginian. I thought it you was would a, notice the number you call was a three hundred four. Three hundred four, and, and I thought okay, but he kept saying Harrison Wheeling. I thought well, he's over there. In well, Tavis. he's a Wheeling native. That, that is, I had Central no idea. graduate, graduate of Wheeling Central, and he created ProFootballTalk.com, and was that was bought by NBC, and uh, so he is still the 
owner and creator of it, but NBC now is a partner with him. And, of course, now he's on NBC. And, yes, he does PFT is the show he does. I'm not kidding. I'm a big fan of his because he usually gets <laughs> it right. You didn't even know. I had no idea who I was talking to. <laughs> but uh, And uh, we not talk on the phone, but we, we uh, email and text a good bit off the air. He's just a nice guy. He sounds like a super guy. You know, I mean, I really... I wrote his number down here. I'm going to keep that, all right, Howard? Yeah, don't call him. Don't call him next time you're upset we'll about Kenny. We'll see how nice a guy he really don't is. Don't call him next time you're upset about Kenny Pickett, please. All right, i got to talk to Mike. <laughs> but I would I would like to get him on more often, maybe. I'll talk to him about some ways we can do that. I mean, we probably can't use him a lot as a sports guy because, well, you know, yeah, he's, NBC contracts and they stuff. They probably don't want him doing that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but uh, he's he's fun. Uh, I, I enjoy it. The book is called On Our Way Home. It is about a guy who's a lawyer uh, who's having some trouble in his life. The next thing he knows, he starts seeing ghosts out on the street. And the ghost, he doesn't realize it, but the ghosts turn out to be his dad uh, who had passed away a long time ago. That also bothered me there. He started just hear him tear up when he started talking about that. Very emotional guy. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Anyway, On Our Way Home is the name of the book, and it is a Christmas book. Um, be a good thing to give for uh, for Christmas gift. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got an autographed copy here. Mine's, mine's autographed. That's a good thing I didn't burn it. Come to, now, now that, <laughs> no, I, think, no, no, now that no. I think about it, it's a good thing I didn't burn it for Kindle. No, he's America. a big-time celebrity. I had no idea who we had on. <laughs> That's funny. You're just, okay, I'll get this guy on yeah, the phone. Yeah, who's this guy, Mike who? All right, I'll call him. I don't know. I don't know. And then I, I did. I saw the, the look in your eye. I watch him every night. At one point, I saw you. So it was like, click, it clicked. Wait Howard. a minute. What? I know who this is. All right, wait, behind, way, way behind time, but that's okay. Sixty Because he was good. 16 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Here's Taylor. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the 30th. Ben Woods Fire Chief Garson Taylor, who held first responders at bay with a weapon in April, was sentenced to 270 days in prison. He was convicted in October for brandishing a weapon, fleeing from police, and obstructing an officer. Taylor was taken into custody after being shot with a bean bag round and tased. Despite this incident being a blip on his otherwise clean record, the defense's argument did not sway the judge. Taylor, now in counseling, spoke in court expressing remorse and quoting the Bible. And in Wheeling, police are still searching for a suspect who allegedly committed an armed robbery at Lily's on River Road in North Wheeling. The man, described as an older white male with blonde hair, wearing an orange jacket and gray pants, reportedly entered the store with a knife and robbed the clerk around 11.45 a.m. The injured employee was taken to Wheeling Hospital. Anyone with information is urged to contact Wheeling Police at 304-234-3664. And two rest areas on I-70 in Ohio, located in Belmont County and Muskegon County, will be closed for demolition. The Ohio Department of Transportation has announced plans for construction at these sites. Both rest areas will close today. ODOT says these facilities will be demolished and replaced with new facilities. You will not be able to use the parking lot in the rest areas. An opening date for the new facilities have not been released at this time. Tis the season for many things merry, and a holiday classic is back. The Festival of Trees returned this year once again to the Stifle Fine Arts Center. Attendees got to relish in a celebration of creativity and holiday decor from 5 to 7 Wednesday night for the Wheeling Area Chamber of Commerce's Business After Hours. Mike Howard, Vice President of Membership, Events and Education at the Chamber, says it's one of his favorite events and even helped bring it back after rejoining the Chamber. In addition to all the unique trees, guests also had the opportunity to enjoy some great food and holiday music. 
That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. It's the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. On air, online, on demand, and on video. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world. And sin and sorrow pining till he appears <laughs> and his soul. I'm still thinking about <laughs> you. Um, I heard you when you called Mike Florio and got him on the line. And you, you're always a great producer. You always say to the guest, "Hey, thank you for being here. Appreciate it." And I heard you say to him, "You know, well, good luck with your book." And I'm thinking, I've told you this guy is a. NBC sportscaster, he's had a. We talked earlier this week about some things he had to say about the Steelers. I really expected you to be a little more alert to that. I just thought he like wrote for NBC or something. I, I had no idea who the man was. And again, folks, I'm not kidding you. I watch this man just about every single night. He does a football show, pro football show on NBC, correct, with former quarterback Chris Sims, and I like the guy because. He just seems like he knows exactly what the hell he's talking about, and I had no idea who he was. So I told Bob earlier uh, this week, actually, I said, you know, I'm going to ask Florio. I, I came across an article he had written about the Steelers, and I said, well, I'm going to ask him since you, Bob's been so up in arms about Kenny. And when we got going, I wondered, in fact, what was going on. When the, just before the interview got started, Bob looks at me and goes, don't just I don't want to talk to this guy. Just just go ahead and do your thing. Just go <laughs> just go ahead and talk with that book. I don't, I don't I got know. time to talk to him. <laughs> so, but I I knew when I asked him about the Steelers, and I, I thought he was right in tune with you on Kenny Pickett. He was exactly, and I knew I liked the guy from the get go. I had no idea who he was. But when he commented on Johnny Cash, you know he's got a great ear. He said, oh, "I thought I heard every Johnny Cash," and I thought, "Man, that guy is really cool. He is really cool." Have you noticed how many of our guests, and this is a tribute to you, sir, how many of our guests comment on the bumper music? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we get we guests will pop up. Oh, I, that's I love that song, or I didn't know you. You know. <laughs> Do you remember the only negative review I had? No. It was uh, Chief. He came in and I played. We Schwarzenegger. Were, yes, we were doing. We were doing TV themes. Yeah. And his segment just happened to be when I was playing the theme from uh, Moonlighting. Okay. And he didn't like it too much. Really? And I thought, wow, I should have played Hill Street Blues or something. Yeah, he should have played Hill Street <laughs> he Blues. He said, what the hell was that? <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah, oops. Oops. Well, anyways. So, you didn't – all week long – seriously, I I have been a little distressed because I, I thought – I mean, I have him on to talk about the, the, the book. And that, to me, is the interesting part of it, okay? That's how I got in touch with him. That's how I've got it on. But I made a point every time talk about NBC Sportscaster, and I, I was kind of bothered. I said, Bob's not 
doesn't seem as excited about this as I thought he would be. This guy's a big sports guy. Because I'm a dope, Howard. It just didn't it didn't <laughs> dawn on me until you're. I'm thinking, is that who I think it is? NBC, or but I don't know. Yes. Yeah, and then you, you say, I'm gonna ask him a question, and he said, Where do you do that show? <laughs> You're probably going, what the hell are you talking well, about? That was, it was like, well, well okay. They do that, like a split screen. That was a, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I thought, yeah. wow, he must be back at the farm. It's in his barn. I just had the wrong state, that's all. He's in his barn. Yeah, he's from he's a, a Wheeling native, but he broadcasts from Harrison County. Uh, again, I think that's Bridgeport. Harrison County, West Virginia now, so a lot of fun. Uh, Mike Florio is a great deal of fun. He will be in town on December 15th for... Um, Lunch with books. He'll have copies of his new book, uh, and he'll sign them and sell them and all that kind of good stuff. And he'll have, I'm sure, a good lecture and so on. I'm I, hoping I, to get a picture with him. I really wish. I I, I didn't think about it because he. I know his schedule now because he's given me his schedule. What days he works, what days he's off, when he's got time available. Um, it's a shame he won't be. I, I thought it'd be great if he could come in here in the studio the day he was up here for lunch with books, but he'll come straight from. I guess from Connecticut. And and what a great motto. Uh, you know, don't waste a second. Don't, don't waste a second. Don't waste it. Yeah, don't waste a second. Well, let's not waste a second talking to Bob Westfall from the Big 7, WTRF TV. He's here with us this morning. Good morning, Bob. Hey, Howard. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, well, tested positive for COVID yesterday. Excuse me, what? Tested positive for COVID yesterday. Oh, delightful. Um, yeah. Then I, I guess I should ask this question. How are you feeling? I feel fine. They gave me a couple of prescriptions and stuff like that. It's just like after four years, you think you're through it, and then all of a sudden, bam. So anyway, I'm out. You know, okay. Well, you're okay. I mean, you're you're doing as well as one can be expected when they have COVID. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Well, you you were already uh, broadcasting from home for for a while, or working from home, I guess I should say. So I assume, yeah. I assume that just isolating at home then, basically until at least yeah, until that's over. Yeah, pretty much. So See, it is what it is. people laughed at me when I started going, you're going to like it more and more, just this idea of being from home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I'd rather be there. But uh, right now, this is kind of what's working out. Yeah, you say you'd rather be there. And I understand it. And I get all of the, I know all the stuff. But, you know, here's the other thing. As it gets colder and colder and the snows begin to fly, the idea of getting up and just broadcasting from home or just working from home, it's going to sound better and better, I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, all I agree. I, that, that's, uh, where I live, they don't clear the streets. So, oh, good. yeah, that's always a good thing. That's a delight. That's a delight. Well, yep. what uh, since you're working from home, what are you helping the folks at the Big 7 work on today? All right, a couple things from yesterday uh, since we didn't get to talk. Uh, Denny Magruder started his campaign for Wheeling's mayor. Uh, he made that announcement around 5 o'clock last night. Uh, so uh, that makes the third candidate, Rosemary Ketchum, Chad Goldman, and Denny, yeah. uh, so far, I do believe. I still, I think you and I talked about this. I still, I have no idea who. I've heard no gossip, no rumors, no nothing. But my gut tells me that there are is at least one more name to get into the race. I don't know who it would be. I'm just, I just feel like the announcements aren't done yet. Right, I agree. I think I've, I've t- I won't say who they are, but I've talked to a couple people that that have run in the past and they're mulling whether they're going to do it again. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm uh, thinking too. Yeah. So that's kind of where they're at right now. Uh, let's see here. What are we working on today? Uh, best place to retire. One of the 15 best places to retire. 
Steubenville, Ohio. You know, I saw that list, and I thought I, I purposely read the list because I thought Wheeling might be on it. And then I was surprised to see Steubenville, Ohio listed as one of the best places to retire. That I'll be curious to see what information you have that that, that they talk about because that that kind of caught me by surprise. I did see that I saw the list, but it, I didn't see the details of it. Right. So anyway, we're going to talk to the mayor about uh, being named on that list. Um, so we're going to find out why Steubenville is a good place to retire. So we've got that uh, symphony on ISIS tonight. We're going to do a little bit of a preview in our five o'clock. And then we'll be down there at uh, cover for the 10 and 11. So we've got that. Uh, different County Commission meeting this morning. Colin Roos is going to cover that. We'll see what comes out of that meeting. And he's also working on a story. And I'm not sure. I, I mean, I'm from up here, from the area. This place is called Drosselmeyer's, the Christmas store. Christmas store all year round. Where is it? It's in Steubenville. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um you know, I knew Cregans. Uh, we grew up with Cregans. But anyway. I, I was just going to ask um, you, is it perhaps some kind of a follow-up? That's exactly what I was wondering. Is it a follow-up to Cregans? Is it like the 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 uh, the, the um, successor to Cregans or something? I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. No, because I've never heard of it. So we've got that. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk to WWOV Radio, uh, Jamboree Radio, DK's going to talk to them. Uh, they continue uh, to broadcast, but they're looking for uh, some help financially. Right. Uh, we're going to check out on that. So we've got that. And um, those are some of the biggest things we're working on tonight. Check it out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 530 for the region-wide show, of course. Always at award-winning website, WTRF.com. And carrying the news tracker, uh, carrying the Storm Tracker 7 app and the news app from Channel 7 in your pocket, set for push notifications. And Wherever you may be, you will be informed of what's happening here in the Upper Ohio Valley. There you go. All right. Sounds good. We will talk to you tomorrow to wrap up the week. Hey, I hope you feel all right. I'm, I'm serious about that. I hope that, uh, you know, I know you have some problems to begin with, and that's why you've been home for a while, and now you got COVID. Yeah. It's, it's like me, and it's just one thing after another, huh? Yeah, we're going to truck on through it. We'll all get right. through you'll, it. You'll, you'll do well. I wish you well. All, all right, right. We'll talk thanks. to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Okay. All right. Man, he's he's home because he's been ill for a while. Now he's got COVID on top of that. Jeez. Terrible. Get better, Bob. Absolutely. Uh, looks like the Pine Room boys put it to us again, Howard. You got to be kidding me. You said, and I said, boy, wouldn't it be great to have Mike in the studio with us? And he's a busy guy. He said, well, probably not going to happen. From the Frio Stag Auction Service Hotline, from Mark Delbrug, he's in the studio tomorrow with us at 1.30. <clears throat> Well, all right, then. From the Freest Action, Freest Ag Auction Service Hotline. Thought we had developed such a good relationship, <laughs> Mike and I, but. Uh, I guess not, but, you know, hell, I'm not going to the library now. I'm just going to hang out here tomorrow. <laughs> He's coming here in the studio. Maybe I can get a picture then, Howard. I got to tell you, these Pine Room guys are starting to tick me off. They're everywhere. They're, They're starting to tick me off a little bit. Jeez. I was all excited about talking to him on the phone. He said, maybe someday. Maybe. I'll, maybe. Yeah, someday. maybe. If it works out, all right, I'll come up. He didn't say he's going to be here tomorrow. No, he didn't say he was in town <laughs> tomorrow. No. I said that. 
Could have said, hey, you know, I'm going to be in the, in your studio tomorrow. Why don't I just come early and do your show, too? No, no, no. I'm gonna yeah, he's, he's busy. These pine room guys are getting me. I'm telling you what, it's starting to get me. These pine room guys. Listen, have you heard? That might, maybe it's a good time for me to ask the question. You know, I'm going on vacation uh-huh. to the Greenbrier. I'm going to be down there for a whole week. The week before Christmas, I will not be on the air. Have you heard uh, what the bosses are planning to put here in the morning show? Nah, I think we're we, a couple ideas. I don't think it's the Pine Room Boys. Thankfully, I don't think I'm, them guys like to get up at early hours. So I think okay, we're so that's I'm worried. Are they, are they taking over? Are they thinking about? Are they, do they have this show eyed up now? Are they on today? Tomorrow, tomorrow with Mike Florio. With Mike Florio. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to get this book. I thought this is a great book. I might as Maybe well. leave that for the Pine Room Boys. Uh, <laughs> leave it for them. That's exactly right. Jeez, all right. Uh, it's time to say sign R. See you. Bye-bye. Farewell. I got to go. I got to get out of here. Kirchhoff's got the calm coming up next. And uh, unless I get too irritated with all of this, uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning with Mr. Slider at 7 o'clock right here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Just about 10 o'clock, ABC covers the world next. streets, busy feet, hustle by him. Downtown shoppers, Christmas is nigh. And there he sits, all alone on the sidewalk. FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News.